clever quips, amazing anecdotes. It's hard to always have something funny to say, blah, blah, blah. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 233, for the week of Wednesday, the 10th of August, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow, Davy Boy's Toys, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the San Diego Comic-Con 2016 Hasbro exclusive Marvel Legends The Raft box set. dudes how are we hello very good very how are you i'm i'm great i'm coming to you from the thriving metropolis of bundaberg queensland um <laughs> which yes uh is actually kind of yeah it's very um rural <laughs> uh, i'm actually staying near the water though so that's actually quite oh. nice but just doing one of those work trippy things but i've been doing um gymnastics this, this evening to find a place to record that wasn't super echoey. So <laughs> if I sound, cause I'm in this huge, ridiculous apartment. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, so I sound weirder than normal. That's why. How are you, Eddie? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, spiffing. I had a great oh, Sunday wow. roast last night and it's put me in good spirits for the last 24 hours. Goodness me. Did you cook it yourself or? No, I went to a pub that did special Sunday roast. Oh, nice. I can't cook a roast. But yeah, yeah, that's just, you know, a good mood can just put you in a, a good food, can put you in a good mood. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So do you cook at all? Or, like, can you cook? Yeah, but things like fajitas and baked potatoes and cool. um, crunchy salad is a bit of a specialty and steak, but yeah. Things that take more than an hour to cook, I'm just too lazy to. <laughs> <laughs> There's an element to that. I understand. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ben? Any Sunday rests in your past or present? Uh, not recently, no. no. Food-wise, it's been pretty, um, pretty much the norm. Had a quiet week since my epic week last week. Yeah. So it's not been a bit disappointing, really. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, you know, once you've had something ship in three boxes, one yeah. one cannot rise to the same collecting highs as a death dealer every week. <laughs> it, no, certainly the wallet can't. That's for sure. No, no. I had a really no. a- amazing experience yesterday. My, as I've mentioned, my sister has come to live in Australia with her partner, who's Australian, and they have four dogs. They each had two dogs before they got together. And so they have been through the whole process of not only getting themselves here, but also getting their animals here. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, now in Australia, the only pet quarantine place where they have to go for quarantine um, before they can be released is in Victoria. So even though they live in Sydney, they had to come back here to get their 
animals. And we went yesterday to this facility, and it is amazing. They have because in Australia we have really strict uh, customs and um, yeah, stuff because thing. we're an island nation, and so there's things that we don't have here, like rabies, etc. That um, which means Donald Trump will never be able to come. But anyway, um, the <laughs> and uh, so that you know they're really strict about that stuff, and so this facility has dogs, cats, birds, rodents, horses, and bees. <laughs> In quarantine, <laughs> and I, I was like, much covers everything. Yeah, I, I was like, I, why do bees need to be in quarantine? But the guy was like, was like you want the dog? I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so, but it was quite an experience. So that was most of their family reunited. They've got one little puppy who has to come, especially who's coming later. But um, that was a very fun and unique experience. Excellent. Oh. Three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah. So, very cool. um, mm. so this is a bit of a different episode. We've kind of recorded in teams um, to accommodate people's schedules. And so we're going to hand over to John and Adam who have prepared the news for us and then also name that. And then we're going to come back, um, the three of us, after that, to do a very special review of the Marvel Legends um, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, raft. Huzzah! Let's do it. So over to Adam and John, and we'll see you in a little bit. Injustice makes him boil. Evil makes him burn. And then Danny Ketch becomes the Ghost Rider. Flame Glow Ghost Rider, Blaze and Vengeance ride in the name of justice. Chains, hidden projectiles, and with flaming discs and a ghost fire gun, they destroy scum like Zarathos and Skinner. If evil makes you burn, ride with new flame, go Ghost Rider, defender of the innocent. Cycles come with figures, other figures sold separately. Well, before we get to the main feature here, we're going to start off with a little bit of articulated news. And as you guys know, we don't cover every little news story in the week, just the ones that catch our eye and kind of say, hey there, I'm the news. So, um... Adam, you got our first bit of news here. What do you, what do you got? I sure, I sure do. Thanks, John. Uh, the first thing is a Prime One Studios Dark Knights Returns Batman. Um, and before we all go, oh, we've seen this before. This is a one-third scale. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. It's $970 US. Uh, it's out. I'm just trying to work out if we've got that date. Um, middle of next year. Um, and it's got a lot of detailing on it. So he's got a nice bashed up face. He's got a nice ripped and bloody costume. Now, would you, would you want, if you're going to have a Batman statue and spend that much on it, would you want a ripped up, beat up version of him or would you want the heroic version of him? I guess it depends on why you're getting this version, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going for... Dark Knight Returns isn't probably the Batman that I'd get anyway in the first place. So I'd kind of be going, eh, you know, it's the the fat over-the-hill-ish looking Batman rather than standard Batman. So it's already got that going against it if you're just after a standard Batman. But if that's your Batman and you've got another Dark Knight Returns Batman, you probably don't mind that. Mm, Yeah. I'm just not a big fan, big enough fan of it to... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So he comes with a lot of... Um, bits and pieces. So he's got a, an angry portrait, which is um, different from the smashed-in face one, which is a damaged angry portrait. He's got a, a right 
palm holding a sniper gun. A pair of arms are holding a rope batarang. He's got a relaxed right palm. He's got a left fist. Uh, the exclusive is a switchable calm portrait. And um, a left hand holding multiple batarangs. Hmm. Well, they're hmm. not even... They're batarangs. They're more bat yeah. ninja stars. Yeah, they are. I don't know. I never understood those, but again, that's me. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks all right, but, you know, at yeah. that price, I'm not buying. I, well, I don't know if I like what they did with the base with the the mutant guy kind of in stone. It, it's very yeah, nice overall. It does. It's very detailed base. And he's not... Well, his feet are um, both on the same level, so you've got that whole problem of if you didn't like the base and you could separate him from the base, you'd have to have separate levels anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Moving on. We have three zero and a one six scale Bebop from the um, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows movie that's been out this year. So he has uh, 25 points of articulation. Um, lots of detailed wrinkling and soft PVC on the arm so he can bend arms and such. Uh, he's going for $260 and will be out in first quarter next year. Yeah, what's weird is the rock study that goes with him it is also yeah. for pre-order, but he's 280 Yeah, I'm just trying to look at whether there's a significant amount of difference in the, the extras. Mm. Well, I guess if mutant animals are your thing, this would probably be a... Yeah, I guess the rock steady you're paying for a baseball bat. Maybe twenty bucks. A little taller, but no. yeah. I mean, they're both fantastic looking pieces. Oh, his sunglasses yeah. pop up too on Bebop. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Did Did you go see the new movie? I didn't. No. Yeah. I'd kind of said uh, I don't really need to see Ninja Turtles movies that are not the the nineteen nineties ones. Yeah. I yeah. understand that. Uh, I actually like the Rocksteady, though. I think, you know, if you wanted a big rhino, you'd almost work as a Spider-Man rhino in a way, depending on what your version of the rhino is. Yeah, he would. Because there was a point where rhino more or less became like a rhino, wasn't there? Yeah. It was more like a rhino. Yeah. Hmm. I think they're both excellent pieces, but just not that interested. Yeah, he's got some tattoo. Rocksteady's got some tattoo work and... Uh, bunch of patches on his vest and stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Got a little Black Label Society patch on his vest. That's neat. Yeah, they're they're okay. I mean, for that price, you better really like them, though. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's, that's getting up there. But they look well done. So, yeah. So, hmm, I think they're fantastic. And uh, moving on to more uh, high end items, we have a um, a one sixth scale Peter Parker and Spider Man from Three uh, A Toys, and when I say Spider Man, it's really more um, Spider Bot. Um, so this is a set of two. It's three hundred and fifty dollars. It's out in uh, second quarter next year. So this is um, the the Three A where they take give their own slightly different take on um, heroes. I think this is uh, the same Ashley Wood style as the Duck Feet Iron Man from the other year. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. Peter Parker is just kind of this skinny looking kid with ankles that look like they wouldn't hold a person up. And, um, he's got a, a big iron or bigger, kind of iron spider robot-y looking thing going on as a, as another piece that goes with him. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I don't hate it. Um, the Spider-Man actually looks 
pretty cool. Now, yeah. w- when they say Peter Parker, they mean Peter Parker with a Spider-Man mask on. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the mask comes off. Well, it might come off because it looks fabric, but there's no pictures of what he looks like under the mask. Yeah, that's that's kind of typical. Don't they do some really odd heads with that 3A stuff? Yeah. Normally masked. Yeah. So it might just be a blank face or something underneath. Yeah. But um, the robot has light-up eyes. It has a very uh, Japanese Shogun Warrior-type feel to me, the robot. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because he's in those primary red and blue colors, and then, um, you know, he's got some articulation. You know, he can kneel and stuff, so... He's pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of kind of dig that. Not not for the price, but it looks like the the Peter Parker has a control for him as well. Like yes, a little remote control, and then he's got a backpack and his camera. Yep, and he's got a it comes with a, a camera with different zooms on it and and things like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Apparently, has a, a flash on it and a, a light meter and a dust blower and all kinds of bits and pieces, hmm. which is kind of crazy. But I mean, if if this was somehow associated with a, some version of um, the Spider-Man licensing that was actually media related to it, I think it'd be fantastic, right? But, yeah, even as an animated thing, that would be a yeah a, a cool little maybe direct to video. Yeah, but by itself, it's kind of random. Yeah, I, I like the size difference too because the the Peter Parker is so much smaller than the Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, he, he looks like a little kid almost. Yeah, so I mean. As a reference, Peter Parker standing up is a little bit taller than the the Spider Man robot when it's doing the um, four point crouch. Yeah, so hmm. I think that's cool. I do think it's cool. Yeah, uh, set you back what three fifty? Three fifty. May of next year. May, May to July. May to July. So that's one that you can look at. Yeah. Uh, the next one is an item I've already ordered two of <laughs> because me. Um, and this is Bandai's, um, figureized. So this is essentially snapped together pre-colored model kits, um, of a Dragon Ball Z Saiyan space pod. Um, so it's the, the little ball shaped flying sort of, uh, ball shaped spaceships that the, the Saiyans and Ginyu Force and whatever fly around in. Um, they go for 45 bucks each and expected in October this year. And they come with a, a little fixed position Vegeta sitting in it. Now, have you ever put one of these figure eyes together before? No, I've seen some of the instruction sets for them. They look quite detailed in terms of the snap-together parts of them, but it doesn't look like something that's beyond me. Okay. Now, do you know, do you like the little green lines on this one? Do you have to paint those in, or are they, um, do all, I mean, is their painting required, or do you know? I don't think there's typically any painting required on these kits. Okay. Which is kind of nice, but if there is painting, I'll have a go. Um, I know looking at things like the, the actual figures, they have crazy systems for the eyes where there'll be a hole in the face plate. Um, there'll be an eyebrow piece that hat that, um, snaps in above an eye, white of the eyes piece. And then there'll be a separate piece. That's the colored pupils of the eyes that snaps in the, the eyes as well. And then obviously the back of the head snaps over it. So it's kind of crazy, and they they come out looking like um, a slightly crappier version of a figure art, hmm. and they're in about the same scale, so you can probably fit a figure art in there. Is is that why you bought two? Or yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, we were talking about the common rider ones last week, and for the price of those, I mean, I, like I said I'd rather just have the the figure art, but um, yeah, you know, this is obviously something different because it's a ship, so 
Yeah, so I mean the Dragon the Dragon Ball Z figure rises were about half the price ish of a figure art, but you don't get anywhere near the, the bits and pieces and whatever and the, the quality's not quite as good. Hmm. So yeah. I think that should be a nice little addition to all my um Dragon Ball diorama. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It beats having to try and come up with it on your own. Yeah. And it has That's- a stand. I wonder if you can display them without the stand. I assume you can, but it just might wobble around a bit yeah. and wobble over. So is this an actual Dragon Ball then? It's not, is it? No, this is just a spaceship. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, yeah, that's me done. Thank you, Adam. And we're going to move on to something that's new but old. Uh, Go Hero. Um, we've talked about some of their stuff. They've got a 1-6 scale Hercules coming from the, uh, you know, the 60s, 70s. Uh, Ray Harryhausen type films when everybody was doing Greek mythology because sci-fi hadn't really caught on yet. Um, so this is a, a Steve Reese as Hercules and, uh, he looks pretty good. I mean, he's got that seventies beard and, you know, hair going on, uh, comes with some accessories like a sword and, uh, looks like a swap out outfit where he's got a suit of armor, a big club. Yeah. Um, not too. Now this is, this is based on the Fikan. Bodies? I believe so. It's pretty I good. So. He's got his little wristbands on too, so. And some chains, so you can have him breaking out. Yep. Were, were you a big fan of those movies back then, or? Um, I've probably seen them, or seen bits and pieces of them. I don't know how many I would have sat through the whole thing when I was a kid. Um, cause some of those 60s movies when you're, when you're a kid, well, when I was a kid, I couldn't sit through because they the pacing was entirely different from what I was used to. Mm. But I'd sit through bits and pieces of things like Hercules and Jason and the Argonauts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Well, I'm trying to find the price here. He's on pre-order for 200 Yep. Um, I'm trying to think, did it say when he's actually coming? It doesn't really say, does it? He's just uh, a pre-order at this point. Yeah. So I assume it probably won't be too long. I imagine by the end of the year, we'll probably see him. Yeah. um, Yep. And if that isn't your thing, um, maybe you want some rock and roll. Uh, If you want Lemmy from uh, Motorhead or Amy Winehouse on your desk, you can do that now because Funko is doing apparently pop stars and uh, they're doing pops of them. So they're pop pop stars. Pop squared. Yes. So that's interesting choices to go with. Um, going for, for two that have died semi-recently. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The Amy, the Amy Winehouse hair looks pretty good. I'm wondering kind of how they're going to fit that in the box, but, <laughs> um, cause it's definitely up and behind her, so. Yeah. And the Amy Winehouse one, uh, it looks a fair bit like her, but I, I guess anyone with kind of a big beehive, it, it would look fairly similar. Yeah. Whereas the Lemmy one is quite clearly Lemmy. Yeah, they've even got the little moles there on the face, so. Yeah. Which is kind of unusual. Yeah. Oh, he's even got a tattoo on his arm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and these are coming, I would imagine, if we're seeing them, they'll, they'll be out before, probably before you hear this. <laughs> with yeah. the way fun go works, but, um, they look pretty good. Look pretty yeah. good. Something you're going to add to your collection, Adam? No, I only have, um, two, uh, pops so far, and one of them's, um, Cole Drogo and the other one's Stannis Baratheon. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. You're going for the collecting the dead people from 
in Game of Thrones. God, that would fill up a whole wall by itself. <laughs> the way they're going. No, I just go for um, the, the characters that I like, particularly that are, you know, not everyone else's favorites. Mm. Yeah, I have the, from Game of Thrones, I've only got the the Hound, I think. Okay. So, got plenty of those. That, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, it looks like him. He's got the one eye, or the eyes are kind of droopy on that, so I kind of like him. Yep. But, yeah, these look pretty good, and uh, like I said, they'll probably be out before you hear this. Um, yes. Now, also, Funko has came out, um, you know, they've they've went to the dogs and uh, <laughs> decided, well, there's not enough regular, you know, licensed properties we're going to do. We're going to do pets. So, um, they have released a line of pets. And they're actually starting with number one, and there's a whole bunch of dogs. Um, there's a husky, a German shepherd, a dachshund, a Frenchie, a lab, a beagle, and then a whole bunch of cats as well. Uh, yeah. Maine Coon, Siamese, and Calico. And then they're exclusive for this kind of first wave is a uh, um, target bullseye um, yep. dog. So, Which is like a pit bull. Yeah. Now, what's weird is, maybe must be Target exclusives, because the Target one has the number five on it, and the number five dog is uh, actually the lab, so I know that Target yeah. dog's not a lab. Yeah, and the the Target one is the exclusive, so... Yeah, their number um, is weird. So the interesting thing on this is, so, well, this ties into um, the ASPCA and helping raise funds for them. Hmm. So they're, they're making a $50,000 donation. But the other thing that I'm wondering is there was a bunch of um, DS, I think, games, Nintendo DS games along the lines of dogs, cats, and I think there was one called Pets, and I'm wondering if this is actually tying into that as a license. I don't know, because you'd think it would have some kind of, you know, Nintendo on the box or something. Or whoever it was that, yeah. yeah. I think they just realize that there's a lot of pet owners out there that will probably stop yeah. these up. Um I noticed that, you know, um, uh, Ben put in the script that there was no Westie, and I put in there was no Yorkie. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I imagine that we'll see a second wave of these without a doubt. Yeah. Because even when you look at the numbering, the, the dogs that they've shown go up through, what, six? And then, yep. then the cats start at 12. Oh. So um, there's there's probably more dogs to come, I would think. Yep. Um, probably oh, like okay. a second wave. The cats are cute. I think the dogs are, are better. They just look a little more uh, yeah. unique. Yeah, I mean, you know, most cats, they're either fluffy or they're not, apart from once you get into oriental cats. So it's kind of a, that's a long-haired cat, that's a short-haired cat. I guess but, their ears yeah. are all different, and they kind of got different fluffiness to their face. But uh, the Siamese eyes with the blue, that's kind of unusual on a pop. Kind, kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it's related to a White Walker. <laughs> well, there, you, there you go. You can tie them in. Yep. Yes. So if they if they made rabbits, would you get one? Probably not, because I won't get a cat one, and we have cats as well. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather just go and look at my rabbits and look at my cats. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. In our last little bit of news um, here, this one kind of got biased because I didn't realize this was coming, and somebody posted a picture yesterday on Twitter that they'd found him. Um, and then a couple other people did too, but, uh, Stretch Armstrong has apparently returned to Target toy shelves and, uh, he's, he's running for about $25. So if you either didn't have a stretch or your stretch suffered some kind of untimely fate, um, you can, you can relive your childhood memories now and go get a Stretch Armstrong. 
So did Stretch go out of production for a long time, or is he something that comes back off and on? Or I, You know, that's a good question. I don't remember the last time I saw one. Okay. Um, so I think it's been quite some time. Okay. Maybe back in the 90s, but I, I he may have only been that one time. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But um, I didn't have one of these. They kind of freaked me out. Yeah. It's something not quite right. The rumor is is that the monster is going to come in the fall, and that might be a little cooler. Um, but yeah, he's basically a naked guy that you can stretch out and, um, you know, do do what you will with. Tie him in knots, and he'll kind of unknot himself and uh, put himself back together. You know, like I said, a lot of these didn't survive because either kids played him to death, or you know, the, the shell basically rotted away till he um, started to leak, or. Uh, Kids just wanted yep. to see what was inside. Yep. I could Which is see, not unusual. I, I could see you being the kind of kid that would want to know what was inside. Uh, almost certainly. Yeah. I probably would have stabbed him. Yeah. Or I probably would have done something stupid like try and tie something heavy using him and things would have gone pear-shaped. I, I have heard those stories before. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what's in him is actually cornstarch. Like some sort of emulsified cornstarch. That's why he's got that real... They're almost tough to, to stretch. You know, like yeah. like a taffy kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that is something that you always wanted, or you don't have any more that you'd want a replacement for. And you can go to Target shelves and snap him up right now. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, really. I mean, that's probably what he was originally. So. Yeah. So it's a a net reduction in price. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up the news for this week. Um, I think everybody's kind of recovering from, from San Diego and they, they haven't been putting out news. Everybody had it ready for that. So, um, I think we'll move on and, uh, do a name that. What do you think? Sounds excellent. All right. Be right back after this. Well, it's that time of week when we dig into the a random sound noise generator that John keeps in the back of his pocket and uh, see what he's got for us this week with our favourite uh, podcast game, which is Name That. So, John, over to you. Well, thank you very much, Adam. And uh, we'll just start it right off with playing last week's sound. For battle with a boulder-hurling catapult. Hit the deck! A power blast harpoon and a mainsail glider. Yes. Wow. It's, um, I'm, I'm stumped. It sounds like it's some kind of, like the first part makes me think of, you know, the, what are they, like Fisher Price or Play School kind of soldiery night stuff, but then after that I'm out. Yeah. Because I don't think that's what it is. Well, there's there's deck in there and sunk in there. Mm. So it kind of makes you think towards water and boats, right? It does a little bit. Any guesses at all? Somehow something Pirates of the Caribbean related. Mm, pirate related, but not the Caribbean. Eh. Uh, Mr. Jones got this one actually this week um, because he apparently is a big fan of the property this is from. It's from uh, Pirates of Darkwater. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. It was kind of a short-lived cartoon. Had a couple of video games and a whole bunch of action figures. They kind of had some action features going on. So. Um, no, I'm not aware of that one. Oh, well, you'll have to look it up then, because uh, it's, it's a lot of people's favorites, so, uh, you know, go out go out and check that out if you haven't heard of it. 
Cool. And of course, he will get a point in the forum for that. But we will give everybody else a chance to get a point right here by playing a new sound. Nasty aliens, bursting skulls reveal their secret power. Now they plan to pound Earth's heroes with awesome. And we always play it twice because, you know, that's just a nice thing to do. Nasty aliens, bursting skulls reveal their secret power. Now they plan to pound Earth's heroes with awesome. So, Adam, if they thought they knew what that sound was, what would they do? You would go to www.afbforum.com. You would find the name that, everybody's favorite guessing game at TVFT thread, and you would have a punt. Alternatively, you could go to uh, TV and Film Toys and have a punt there. Well, you could, but it's better to do it on the forum. Sure is. Because then you would get a point, and you, you could would. use that point to... um. I, I think Scott is giving up a pair of his socks if you get enough points. That's, that's almost as good as the time I used it as a um a get out of free uh, get out of jail free card in Monopoly. Uh, almost, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he might even sign the socks if you uh, you're nice to him. Well, that would make it better. He did not make a claim whether he was going to wash them before he sent them or not. So you know, that just drives the price up in Japan. That's okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the, I wonder if he'll vacuum seal then beforehand. Yeah, you kind of hope so. It'd be the hygienic thing to do. You know, in that case, actually, I bet somebody could, like, get his socks and take the DNA, like Jurassic Park, and make another Scott. You could. You could. But would you want to? Oh, well, it's not a question of whether you'd want to or not. The science is there. So uh, So you'd have to do it. Uh, yeah, you'd have to do it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps up Name That for this week. And, uh, you know... We'll be right back after this, I think, with our special discussion topic. John and Adam for that and it's back to Ben, Eddie and my good self to take on the mammoth task of reviewing a mammoth box set um, <laughs> the Marvel Legends um, 6 inch exclusive is always a bit of a grail for us, those of us on the show here that are Marvel Legends collectors because unless we are lucky enough to either be at the show, which hardly ever happens, or have someone there, then getting these can be a bit traumatic, um, but they're ones that are always worth getting. Um, so just to kind of you know back up a bit from the actual toys, I thought I might ask you guys first. Um, we, we, we knew uh, there was these leaked pretty early, so you know well before Hasbro announced the set. A leak which turned out to be true um, about the exclusive came out. Um, what were your initial pre- impressions when we first heard about what the lineup was going to be? Well, I guess for me, uh, it felt like a bit of a stretch. Um, 
I was obviously pretty excited to see a couple of the figures here. One in particular I've been harping on about for years, so that was great. Uh, but then the more I looked at it, it just felt like they needed some kind of excuse to bring these figures together and put them in a box set um, after the fantastic theme of the last few years uh, where it's been driven by something specific, uh, you know, like the, um, the the Thanos imperative, which gave us all the, the cosmic characters, etc. This one just felt like an assembly of bits and pieces. But, uh, yeah, I'll get into it a bit later, but I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Eddie, what about you? I yeah, I had a similar reaction. I was more a little bit disappointed in that we seem to be getting molds that we'd gotten recently. I was hoping for more newness. Like I'm not against having random hodgepodge of characters because it could be this is the best way for them to get the characters out. Um, it just seemed more if we're going to be getting these characters almost again in a like abomination i'll play my cards pretty straight i don't know if he needed to be in this box Mm. and he was a bit of a grafting point for me but at the same time there were things that i quite like seeing so i had a very mixed like a purple man was very exciting and then i had flip floppy um minds about the spider-man that was included that i'll get into a little bit so i had very mixed reactions on Mm. this one yeah, uh, it might, uh, for me it was just well, how does this hang together? Because we, we didn't know what the theme, you know, was. We just knew characters or supposed characters, um, and uh, I think it was you, Eddie, that actually we were kind of texting back and forth, and you were like, "Unless it's the raft," like, "Oh, mm-hmm. good call, yeah." Um, so you know, I, I can't say. F- for me, I think last year. Um, with the the Book of Ashanti um, set, that for me really set a bar that um, yep. is hard to mm. beat. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more when we talk about actually getting the thing. Um, but I suppose my expectations were really high. Um, you know, and uh, but having said that, you know, now that that I've got it in hand, um, you know, I'm certainly not disappointed. Um, with the set overall, but it was just a bit of a surprise that the theme didn't hang together as nicely as it has the last couple of years. Um, yeah, yeah. So we talked, uh, talked in the intro about the pain that we often go through to try and get these um, things. You know, there are a lot of things that are uh, quote-unquote San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that actually are available everywhere. Um, you know, after the show or even sometimes, you know, before. Um, so, mm. you know, you've got your um, – and we talked about this when we did our uh, show based on all of the news from San Diego that the retailers are getting uh, – oh, sorry, the manufacturers are getting a bit savvier about how they push this stuff out and making it available. But the um, Hasbro stuff – Certainly, you know, is stuff that doesn't get uh, you know a general release in that forum at least. Um, so you really, unless you um, you know have someone at the con or uh, can go yourself, you're basically looking at secondary market in some form to try and Absolutely. get it. Um, but for us, this year was not as traumatic as it has been in the past. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I. It's frustrated me, you know, every year that we chase this stuff and uh, even when that inevitable post comes up saying that Hasbro will have uh, a limited number available through the Hasbro toy shop 
as an international person, you know, you can only sort of uh, rage silently because the Hasbro <laughs> Toy Shop uh, website doesn't ship internationally. Mm. So, you know, you're screwed because, you, uh, ge- uh, you know, geographically it's difficult to attend San Diego Comic Con um, and then you can't even order it through the website and have it mailed to you because they're not set up to ship internationally. And that's what it is. So I've actually messaged them in the past um, and their, their e-shop, you know, their web shop doesn't actually support international addresses. They just don't have it in their form mm. uh, and obviously haven't felt the need to change that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the excuses that come through is that, you know, you need to contact your local Hasbro distributor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I noticed this set <laughs> even has um, a little thing on the bottom of it saying, you know, distributed in Australia by. And it's like, you know, I can really? uh, say that that's complete horse shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, look, in, in the part the book of Vashanti, um, that was an eBay stalk for me. I spent about a week and a half with a save search. And uh, what I noticed was that some of them were going up as buy it nows, but they were disappearing just as quickly. So I realized it was the sort of thing I was going to have to bring up uh, in my browser and just keep refreshing again and again while people put them up and try and grab one for a decent price. But, mm. yep, this year, this year was uh, actually pretty smooth. Yeah. Mm. So we all got ours from the same place. Um, and how did how did we find out about it? Because I just followed hey. on your coattails. Yeah, I followed Ben's. So <laughs> the yeah, uh, actually, it was one of the uh, one of the Facebook users uh, alerted us that um, there was an e-tailer who had got a hold of these, and it's uh, an e-tailer in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And uh, given that most of these toys are either made in uh, in either sort of Hong Kong or even Taiwan, um, it doesn't seem to be that unusual for for a lot of the you know retailers over there to get hold of extras or un, unsold or unshipped or, or anything like that. So. Um, yeah, one of those put them up for order, and with the exchange rate and postage, it was uh, it's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, well, compared to what it is going for on eBay now, we mm. actually came out ahead. Then, as you said, searching eBay's for buy it nows and all that. It's well, it wasn't drastically different, but um, it's still the cheapest price I've seen that was available to us with the crazy shipping that comes with these large boxes from America. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've been That's so lucky the that the, the last couple of years I've had um, a relative there um, for work who's been able to get stuff for me, but she wasn't there this year because she just moved to Australia. Um, so mm-hmm. I was, I had just resigned myself to, right, this is going to be an eBay thing. And I had my search already set up and um, was, you know, kind of looking at, you're trying to find cheapest option that doesn't look dodgy. Um, and then this came up and when I looked, it was definitely a lot cheaper than the cheapest option on eBay. So anyway, thank you to the person that yeah. gave us the heads up for that. And then the really funny thing about that experience was that um, I got my shipping notice the day after it actually arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same. I saw um, Ben posted on Facebook. He's like, this just turned up. And then, I was laying in bed at the time that I saw that um, post and I quickly jumped up and ran to the front door and I had a little like, uh, oh, we tried to deliver this, but <laughs> which, which is a lie. Which isn't Lies. true. I think yeah. people in my area just stick cards in and then just yeah, yeah, yeah. drop it through because always salt. at home when there's that card. But yeah. Uh, yeah, then just went down and picked it up and there was this massive box waiting for me in the uh, – <laughs> Parcel pickup, and I walked out of there like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the beginning of Commando with the log on his thing, just his long box. Just. I had yes, um, it is vast. 
I had I have stuff that won't come to a PO box delivered to my work. And I had seen Ben's post. And then I think Eddie had already texted and say, I got mine too. And I went out for lunch and I came back and I had that box and a big bad toy store box on my desk. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And my wow, you know, legends my, week. Yeah. My, which was my, my X-Men legends. So my, um, my, my workmates all know, of course, that I, collect and I get toys delivered to work and they're like, oh, can we see? And I'm like, no, not opening this up. <laughs> get home. <laughs> um, yeah, so very exciting. And so speaking of box, I, even though like, you know, seeing photos and things does not really give you an idea of size. I, I don't know about you, but I was blown away by how big this thing is. It is, isn't it? And I've still got my book of Vashanti sitting around here, even though I've pulled all the figures out. The actual packaging is still sitting in in my comic room and I'm moving it around a bit. And every now and then I sort of bemoan the size of it and try and work out, you know, where I can put it safely. Uh, And then this thing turned up and, you know, I've got no problems now with the book of Vashanti because this (laughs) thing is freaking huge. Um, I actually was sitting trying to calculate whether it was necessarily – too big like did it need to be this big for the six figures within and uh, you know posing uh, spider-man sideways in the box you know adds a lot of size to it too and there's some extra depth behind um some of the sort of cardboard interior but yeah i, I don't know i mean it, it works well but gosh it's bloody huge <laughs> i kind of see it as them trying to almost make a play set here Mm. as well because once you slide out those inner pieces you can use that as a backdrop for your figures and that's going to last and stand by itself and you know it flips up and you've almost got two layers one's a picture but one you can like this is going to be that type of thing that in review photos online you're going to see a lot of this background in marvel legends figures particularly villains from for a a while i had not thought about that i I, mm. Because it was so enormous, like I brought it in, and the family happened to all be around, and um, you know, me getting toys is not a um, you know particularly noteworthy event because it does happen somewhat regularly, um, and <laughs> you know, my my dearly beloved is generally not at all interested, you know, in it's it's not something that she understands. She just supports me because she loves me, but they were, because Mm -hmm. the box was so big, they were all like, we have to see this. And then, um, and they all were like, wow, this is so cool. And I was kind of explaining to them, like, you know, Marvel Legends box sets. And so I've still like, I, the the book of Ashanti, I actually still have the, the figures in the box because I don't display my, um, my action figures, just statues. So um, I was like, Oh yeah. And I started talking about that and I went and got it and they're like, wow, this is amazing. And, um, but it was funny because at the end my wife was like, you know, I like everything about this except for the actual toys. Like they're just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so she was like, so they're just like plastic little things. And I'm like, Oh, okay. This has been a wonderful interaction. Let's stop now. Um, <laughs> but it is so example. It, it, it's definitely an interesting box. I, I really like the the thinking that has gone into it. I was actually trying to think of, of any other box sets they've done that have actually specifically been um, to incorporate a diorama uh, or a display like this, and nothing really comes to mind. I mean, the 
you know, the, the Thunderbolt set and the um, um, Thanos Imperative set, you know, were, were sort of well designed, but they were still just a, a box with trays, you know, with figures to go in them. And this is the only set I can think of that is sort of display ready. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, I mean, the Kazar set a little bit, but uh, yeah, certainly yeah. not not to this, mm-hmm. you know, not to this effect. Yeah. But, um, so then, uh, then I opened it. <laughs> And um, <laughs> man, alive! I, so I made the mistake of uh, because I was coming away, um, like I left home this morning, and I'm away for work for the week. And so on Friday night, everyone went to sleep. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. And I thought I need to get my photos done now uh, because I'm not going to have time to a really busy weekend. And I normally photograph stuff in um, like in the back part of the house where the kids' bedrooms are, there's an activity room in the middle of it um, that is where I normally photograph stuff because there's, like, white desks and things, so it's nice and easy. And uh, But it was so noisy trying to get these figures out of that plastic tray that I actually <laughs> yeah. had to go, I had to go like to the other side of the house so that I wasn't worried I was going to wake anybody up. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm. The Spider-Man was in deep in the plastic. He was (laughs) like, it's almost as if they um, melted the plastic tray around him and then using a hairdryer or something. All right, so let's uh, let's have a quick chat about the box. It's um, it's the raft. So for those people that don't know, that is actually a uh, superhuman prison in the Marvel universe. Um, This is where the uh, the bad bad go in the uh, the you know, non-superpowered tend to end up in uh, Blackgate and places like that. But um, I, I actually quite like the way they presented this with the the artwork on the outside of the box mm. representing what's inside. So looking at that, that front panel, we get um, – and, and I couldn't find any credit to who actually did the artwork. Huh. Uh, but we've got these painted images of the characters within, and so we get some nice shots. And I particularly like um, the purple man who's uh, just playing with his cufflink and adjusting it, and Spider-Man's obviously crawling along the outside of the um, the cell, uh, the front of the cells. But, um, yeah, and then there's some really neat kind of uh, window, what do we call them, I guess, you know, windows so that you can see down through the top of the box into um, the interior, and it seems a bit odd at first because you're kind of like, well, why am I looking at the tops of their heads? But then um, there's these enormous uh, Velcro flaps on the side of the box, which I'm unvelcroing now. Oh, with sound and, effects uh, even. Sound yeah. effects even. Mm, yeah. And that nice art panel lifts up, and when it lifts up, it reveals the figures inside with a huge window box. The um, the, the panel inside is almost entirely uh, clear plastic so that you can see the figures inside. But what's really cool is uh, those holes in the top that I mentioned actually let the light through, mm. and um, it actually lights up. Well, you know, artificially sort of lights up, doesn't actually light up, but um, really, really neat. And that's that's when you sort of get the impression that, you know, this really is a, a diorama piece. But the cool thing is when you lift that flap up and leave it um, leave it up, we get some more interior artwork, which is uh, another level of the raft and standing above the rest of the gang, uh, Electro, the eel, and the hobgoblin, which is looking pretty darn cool. So, yeah, when it's open and... Um, kept open if you can actually do that you can kind of yeah if you 
if you re reuse the Velcro, there's a, a way of actually keeping that top flap up. So it actually becomes like a double story display, which is mm. really cool, even though the top display is just artwork. But um, look, I was actually really impressed with that. And I, I think that's a and, nice and all, approach. All three of those characters that are in the artwork are in the Space Venom wave. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eel is Abomination. Oh, you're abomination. right. That's right. They're, I take it back. They're all uh, um, out or coming out. Um, coming soon, coming quarter. soon, this fall. Um, yeah. Do you uh, <laughs> now, Ben? Do you have the same nitpick that I do on this interior flap art? Oh, I've got to pick it up again now. Hang on, oh, I nearly threw my back out. The uh, uh, it, the hobgoblin's face—they've given him green, and uh, it just—that's it. That, no, no. Mm. Is it a or is it? No, it's green. They've they've gone green. He's seasick. Well, my big nit, my big nitpick is actually the fact that his um, cape is tattered. Is the hobgoblin never had a tattered cape? That was something that Todd McFarlane added. Um, Matches the toy. So anyway, you know. um, mm. so then we get to the inside plastic tray. <laughs> then we get indestructible to tray. The so much noise, and then the <laughs> uh, the uh, seriously. So the plastic, you know, twist ties uh, are terrible. And then mm. the little plastic kind of rubber band things that they use, terrible. And now, I don't know why, the new thing now is let's not use a whole rubber band so that you can, like, reach around the back and cut it and remove it. Let's just use half of one um, that makes it really hard to actually remove it because um, I normally just snip those, you know, so that yes. – um, but yep. if they're only on the back, but if they're only on the front, then snipping them means you've got to be really careful that you're not actually damaging your figure. It and, was like an episode of MASH in my – And also, <laughs> as we've already talked about, I could have held that thing upside down and jumped up and down and none of those figures would have fallen out. F- fall down. Oh, man. I just did it, Eddie. Um, yeah. would, would have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> I could have brought it and then no. um, yeah. it fall, would have fallen out. Like it's, So they're completely unnecessary. I don't understand why that. Uh, I don't understand. It's really awkward because once you actually cut all the various, um, you know, the clear rubber bands and whatnot, and you go, okay, this figure has now been released. There's nothing that's going to sort of, you know, hold it in. I just have to pull it out. And you manage to get hold of one limb and you start pulling on this limb because uh-huh. you know, they're, they're so jammed in there. So I'm pulling on the Enchantress's arm and I thought, I wonder if this is just going to pop off. Am I just exactly going to rip her arm off? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, or if yep, you try no. and bend the plastic around to get it out, you're almost crushing another figure under. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, because I didn't. I mean, I so, again, I'm, I'm probably uh, ultimately going to put these back in and to store them, and so I didn't want to wreck the plastic thing. Like, um, yeah, you know, because if, if you were, if you're just going to toss away the box, whatever, well, then you just cut it. Didn't want to do that, but I, I thought that with a couple of figures, I thought I'm going to break this. Um, mm. you know, but anyway, none of them broke, but it was just a little bit, I just no. thinking, this is ridiculous. Why is this so hard? I don't understand. But at least, you know, they're not going to come loose during yeah, shipping. That's, that's, for, that's, that's for sure. That's you know, Australia Post can try their darndest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think this is even Australia Post proof. That is true. That's true. Um, so 
talking about the figures, let's start with um, obviously the one that everybody bought the set for, and that's Spider-Man. Um, yes. you know, <laughs> it's about time that he finally got a figure. Um, to, can I just say, like, do you actually think that this it was necessary to have him in this? No. Like, I don't nah. get it. Like, why? If they're wanting to do six figures, awesome. Why not give us another another character? I concur. That was my exact thought. I just, you know, there still must you look at someone like Eel. Uh, Eel's just a paint job. There's there's nothing about Eel that says you know he needs uh, anything sculpted, and there must be any number of um, Spider-Man villains that still fall into. I mean, just give us the spot or someone like that. Yeah, I would have liked if they're going to do uh, if they wanted a hero character in here. If it's going to be like the Raft. Give us one of the um, Centurion guards, the green, just to repaint Iron Man in the green, new head sculpt, because mm. we still haven't got one of those. Because I mean, this is yeah, not the kind of thing fit that in with the set. this isn't the kind of thing that needs, you know, that someone's going to buy that whole thing because oh, it's got Spider Man. It, it just oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, that I, I was following the most bizarre conversation on Facebook where people were going, oh, no, 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 it's like, you know, it's this, this is the, uh, the Mark Bagley Spider-Man and, you know, because the one in the such and such set was the Todd McFarlane mm. Spider-Man because the eyes are slightly bigger and, you that, know, it's actually. That, that, that was me. It's, it's, I was going to say that was Eddie. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This, oh, that this wanker! Where yeah. they were just <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And it's like no, you can tell that it's the such and such Spider-Man because the blue is like three microns deeper, you know, shade oh on the Bjork action figure um, paint color palette. And I'm just going, yeah. I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man since about 1982, and you know what? Uh, it still looks like Spider-Man to me. Like yeah. I, I, I couldn't put this to an era. It, or, it is where so it's um, the clues for it being the Todd McFarlane is the chest spider, the back spider, and the eyes are. I'm pretty sure this head is actually the Scarlet Spider head, but it's a bit hard mm. with optical illusions around with the blackness around the eyes. Mm. Uh, they can kind of look smaller because the Scarlet Spider has thinner ones, but that more sort of flat on the top eye design with little peaks as it gets near the nose is a. Todd McFarlane style. So I think they've slightly adjusted it to make it somewhat different. And I think Todd McFarlane's a choice that people are going to hunt this out because that is one of the most popular um, interpretations of Spider-Man, if you can call it that. If you're going to do something like that, I mean, this is just the pizza Spidey without all the cool bits. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's you're missing all the extra stuff. So you got one hand in his whip, you know, shooting a web uh, pose, and the other one is a fist. Uh, but you don't get any cool stuff with it. So there's no swap out hands. Um, you know, it would have been nice to, I don't know, throw in a hand that was actually shooting McFarlane style webbing. You know, with the the curly bits around it or something. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is a redo of a figure that we got 12 months ago. Yeah. Uh, or a McFarlane mullet style head. Peter Parker or something. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't think they've pair, added anything. Um, and about the tr- in fact, oh, sorry, you go. No, go ahead. I was going to say, in fact, they've actually taken away because for some reason they've gone with uh, the Scarlet Spider hands, which means that the peg for the hands is different to the Pizza Spider. So you can't even take your Pizza Spider man hands and put them uh, in and have him uh, use the different multiple hands that the pizza Spider-Man comes with. 
How which rude. is a bit uh, disappointing. You are kind of stuck with those two hands if you want that red and black web design, except for the new Boy Buck Ultimate Spider-Man hands uh, fit in from certain angles. They look slightly too small, but if you're after variations of hands with this guy, that's the best option I've found so far, the red matches and, yeah, the web design does. But, yeah, just slight bit too small from certain angles. Certainly, if yeah, you compare some... the um, tooling budget for this compared to the last couple of sets, I think you know there's a lot less new tooling here. Um, mm. You know, think about Vishanti, which was there was a lot of new stuff there, um, yeah. and uh, a lot of custom tooling for that box set. Whereas, um, you know, I'm just looking at these and. Uh, you know, Sandman would be just the head. Um, Enchantress, just the head, really. And one, the skirt, I guess. Um, Dread Knight, probably. Um, Purple Man, just the head. Like, so, yeah. yeah. The, um, and the paints also seems to be like Sandman's not a huge paint app. Uh, A-Bomb's not the hugest of paint applications. A-Bomb. Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry, abomination. I, I wish it was a bomb. Yeah, well, that—that's. Yeah, I'll get, to, get to that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, I tell you what, we do. How hard is it to keep us happy? <laughs> yeah. We're like, blah blah. These <laughs> new I, I was on the positive side with the Spider-Man. I hadn't really looked at images of it up close, so I had honestly thought we were just getting the pizza Spider-Man with a darker blue. So mm. once I did get it in hand, I was slightly more happier to see that he does have a new head and uh, new designs on his actual outfit rather than it just being a tone in the blue change. So I don't know if that was just my expectations made it slightly better for me. Um, But I do like this as it is the pizza spider buck is a great buck to have. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to get a figure reused, it's good that it's a good figure. And it's one that it's now hard to find. So for some people that will be, ticking a spot off in their collection. I think why it's just a bit of a, a miss for me is I've got the uh, the Ditko Spider-Man from the uh, the Sentinel wave in my display, and um, I quite enjoy the the look of that figure. I like the, that, that sort of Ditko look, and even though I'm also a fan of, um, you know, John Romita Sr.'s um, Spidey, but, uh, you know, we haven't really had a Spidey since that I've felt the need to replace that one in my collection, so these guys just kind of go into the, the spares uh, tub and, uh, yeah. Uh, know, maybe it's I'll definitely try the, the Spider-Man that I've most connected with for a long time because we, we get a lot of, you know, Spidey variant things that just don't uh, – I usually sell them. You know, if I, if I bought the Wave – for the the builder figure, I'm like, well, I don't need this as well. But I mean, this is one mm. that I would hold on to because it is, you know, as you said, that I don't have pizza spidey. Um, you know, this is a really really nice buck. Although I really really do not like the um, red pegs in the blue of his inner arms. That just drives me bananas. Um, but yes. was, yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't understand why that is the way that it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Else. It's cool. Mine actually has got a little uh, paint issue on the inner right knee 
where the blue, like I would say these legs are cast um, mm. in red and, yep, uh, and, and then painted over. And there is a bit of red coming through at the uh, joint of the inner, um, well, actually both sides of the right leg. Um, and it's the only paint issue really mm-hmm. in the whole set for yeah. me. I actually have a bit of a big one on mine, which is the circle of the web in the middle of his eye is slightly to the left on mine, which sort of makes his whole face look like he's a bit off-center. You might be able to see it in my pics there on the up-close, but it's not too bad when looking at him on profile. Oh, but actually, when mine's at him the dead same. On, it's a bit, meh. Yeah, mine's a bit mm, like that too, mm. actually, now that you say it. Oh, great, now I hate this toy. I just threw it on the ground and stomped on it. Um, anything else to say about Spidey? Nah. Nah. All right. Um, who's the next least exciting? Purple Man? Abomination. Oh. Yeah, Abom- Bum. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Um, this one, hey, uh, I struggled with this one a bit, actually, and I think... Um, what probably also soured me a little bit on it is the fact that we already know we're getting this figure again. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, we mentioned this, or I mentioned this a, a couple of episodes ago where um, I said that I, I have no problems with these figures being reissued down the track um, because obviously a lot of people either can't afford to get the, the exclusive set uh, and, you know, we should make it fair to everyone. So uh, that's fine. But, you know, tell us in front, you know, tell us ahead uh, and then I just won't bother getting the set because we know that, you know, three of these figures are going to be getting, you know, a, a, a look down the track. You just know that Sandman is going to be a, um, oh, yeah. a builder figure in a future Spider-Man way, but in his original uh, green, you know, green striped top. So, you know, I, I find that a bit hard to swallow. And so, you know, looking at this abomination, I thought, well, uh, I didn't know why we were getting him as another builder figure anyway. And then they went and put him in this set. And I thought, well... He's, he's coming just down the road anyway, but you're still stuck one in this set. Like that's a really awkward choice. I, I'm not quite sure. So, you know, and then I actually was also sitting and trying to contemplate, you know, is the original um, Abomination figure from the Onslaught Wave that hard to come by? Like, is it a, a really hard to come by figure that um, Hasbro have said, "Hey, you know, people are paying big money for this on eBay. Um, you know, we should uh, we should do a new one because then people want to buy this one." Um, and I assume the answer is no. So I decided to revisit the original Abomination, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Well, I, I think as far as Hasbro is concerned, the Toy Biz figures don't exist. Um, yeah, and and there are yeah. people who are like you know I I like the aesthetic of the Hasbro stuff much more than the Toy Biz stuff. So oh yeah, I, you know I'm and I don't have the Toy Biz abomination. So for me, the only niggle I've got is the fact that he's a builder figure with a different paint job as well. Um, you know I I actually really like this figure, um, but you know I do I do get the I don't I don't understand why he's in this box set. I think that if, he, if they were going to make him the builder figure, why he's here as well it just makes no sense mm. to me. And, you know, as we said, um, there is a character that they could have used pretty much j- the same sculpt for and just repainted with A-Bomb, which, you know, would have been a brand-new character to the, 
the line. And obviously he wouldn't have worked in this set, but he could have been the builder figure. So I don't know. Yeah, well, well that's well, the that's thing. Wrong. If you, because, well, spoiler alert for a very old <laughs> comic, um, A-Bomb is actually Rick Jones, who, while Abomination has very little history with Captain America that the builder figure is for uh rick jones has a lot of history with captain america Mm. so at least including a bomb as the builder figure there it would have been a much better and uh much more thematic option than just getting the sort of john romita jr a bomb that we have here and then the sort of amphibian colored a bomb we're getting in the other one unless they're planning an a bomb later on and it's going to be a third yeah well i mean this this particular version of the abomination i think uh also sets itself up well for being a, a chod uh builder oh, figure yeah, yeah. in a guardians yeah. of the galaxy wave if they you know bring in some star jammers or something like that i think again it's just another head sculpt and um hmm. a few changes but like i think looking at this figure the own i'm just trying to work out how much of it is a reuse of the rhino it looks like the um the feet are new the head is new but the torso is not the same uh um, well, the back. Yeah, the uh, the upper part of the torso, so above the mm. arch, is new, and there's yep. also sort of the rubber piece over the head. The shoulders yeah. are new, yeah. uh, and it's the Green Goblin's hands, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Ultimate Green Goblin's hands and feet. No, it's not his feet. Okay, even your feet are new from memory. Yeah, yeah. no, he okay. had normal. He had five toes and okay. So, so there's a little bit of tooling going on, but I think you know, they're definitely going to get their money back. They'll be uh, flogging this one for a while. Yeah, I actually found him to be kind of cuter than I was expecting him to be. So <laughs> sort of a squishy, soft rubber head, and I kind of like running my, my finger through his hair. He's got sort of little – it's almost like a chewy dog toy type feel to the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like this figure. I think, it, you know, it's a um, – the, the Marvel Select uh, Abomination is a fantastic figure, but – um, it, it's a bit oversized for me, it, like in terms of Marvel Legends. Same with the Juggernaut as well. You know, Juggernaut um, Select is a fantastic figure, but it's to me out of scale, big um, to, for Legends. Well, um, I've yeah, started to give up on scale. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just, like you know, I don't these mind these, are... um, you know, these guys, and I think that, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think you know, a general note about Marvel Legends San Diego you know, with the announcements and stuff was, it is a bit of a bummer to be, you know, paying more than you would for things and then finding out, oh, yeah, that figure, that's coming out again. And that figure, mm-hmm. I mean, we already knew Abomination was, but then Enchantress as well. Um, anyway, uh, one thing that I really I wish they could sort out is these loose um, ab crunch joints on the big figures, because I don't know about yours, uh, but mine yeah. is just Wobble City. Um like his core strength is very poor. That's all I can say. And Sand- Sandman's Mine, mine's, not, mine's got a good, like it's a little bit of gap between the ratchet, but he's got a strong ratchet that does. Oh wow! So hold, mine, does yours I, click past the ratchet or? Uh, no, no. And mine just wobbles when you. I'll stick it in the freezer. Um, and see if that makes any difference. That has helped some of them before, but it just, I really noticed it when I was trying to pose him as well. I'm like, wow, do you need to really do some ab crunches, get some <laughs> core strength going, do Pilates. That would, uh, that would help. Um, anything else about Mr. Abomination? 
No, probably the only thing I think is disappointing is that the um, I think the Captain America one looks a bit better with the more classic uh, paint job. He's a, a brighter shade of green with the traditional blue shorts being really obvious. And I think as a long-time reader, that one just uh, speaks to me a bit more than this one. Hmm. Cool. Um, Sandman? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I love Sandman. I think, you know, he's a really cool character. And so I'm always up for Sandman stuff. Um, but boring. Um, there's really, there's no, um, tooling here except for the head. Um, and everything else is just absorbing man, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it desperately it, cries out for some attachments. Yeah. yeah, which he does. Being a builder figure would be quite easy too. Yeah, yeah, do mm. yeah, and that's I, even I like a repaint of um, the absorbing man, sort of like the rock hand, and that you could have yeah given mm. him that exact same mold again, so it looks like he's hard in the sand. Or true, true. Well, that may be. You know, we're, I mean, we're predicting the future here, but I think, you know, the likelihood that this is going to be a builder figure somewhere um, is pretty strong. And that might be where we see those attachments then, that in the same way they yeah. did yeah. that with Absorbing Man. Um, the two heads. And yeah. that is the conspiracy theory is that the next Spider Man wave we're getting, we are yet to see the builder figure. And that, that was revealed uh, at San Diego. And the conspiracy theory was they didn't want to reveal the builder figure to be Sandman there. Yeah, um, because yeah. it might affect, you know, sort of reviews of this box mm. set. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't really love the face on this. No, I I mean, I didn't think it was too bad until I looked at the classic Sandman and, uh, you know, that figure has dated quite a bit, but it still holds up well in terms of, um, like, I think the head sculpt is great on the uh, the original Sandman. Um, it's just got a more sort of, I don't know, thug type head, whereas this has got the you know, the crazy um, white eyes on the new one, whereas the original's got the sort of almost a smirk on his face. It's got a bit more personality, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'll need to wait till I see this in its in these traditional colours before I... I... I do, to give it a compliment, I do like the way they've done the cornrows hair on oh, yeah. him. That's very mm. classic uh, Sandman uh design in there and that might be one of the few things they actually have at least in my eyes done better than that original toy biz one which i love that toy biz one that almost has a granular feel to the sculpt when you rub your hands over it. that's and the little yeah, sort of yeah. sandy wash they did over it's just incredible so that is one of my favorite figures of the toy biz era but uh the, the hair is one spot i think they might have done slightly better on this figure, yeah. but I really dislike the use using the absorbing man slash Terex top half of the buck. He's got these veins popping out of his neck mm. and that's just something I really struggle to see on Sandman yeah. is yeah. veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out. And they do stand out quite prominently. So that's, that's a bit of a major nitpick I have with this guy I'm, here. Uh, I'm just wondering what else they've got left in this buck. Um, yeah. And, um, as yeah. It seems like an characters. awful big attempt. Yeah, it was a big effort to assemble this sort of uh, out of the bits and pieces, and then you know the new uh, the new tools uh, pieces, etc. And I'm just trying to see where the value is in mm. long term. Torso piece, maybe, and get a tombstone. 
Well, I mean, you could if you redid the, the entire top half, um, but because uh, he wears a suit. But then, yeah, I guess the shoes. Nah, don't know. Um, oh, T Ray, this uh, could work for T Ray. Who? <laughs> My T Ray. It's Deadpool's arch enemy. Oh, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. I want uh, to right number. Purple Man. I mean, I mean, Chameleon Purple Man. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. Um, I, I much prefer this guy in a suit than his uh, some of his classic costumes, which were pretty <laughs> darn lame. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. So um, yes, I'll, I'll take the suit of Purple Man. Is this a new head? It is. Yeah, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. did have a bit of a look through, and I couldn't kind of think of anybody that they used it for before. But um, I dare say, now that they've done it, we'll see it again. Um, mm. well, I think it all comes together quite nicely. I think the thing that impressed me the most about this figure is um, every part of him is cast, so we don't have any of that horrible, um, you know, cast it in one colour and then paint over the top to match something else like yes. you know the the shirt underneath is cast the yep. tie is cast yep. and then the jacket over the top is cast so yep. uh at least from a paint apps point of view he actually looks quite slick i think it's it's worked quite well and i honestly you know this is another one of those i can't believe we got this guy you know obviously jessica jones has been the push for that but yeah, yeah. hey we got a purple man figure yeah. my, my... I... So... go you go Oh, that's such great radio when we do that. No, you go. No. Oh no, you go. Um, the my only complaint with this is something I talked about in my uh, Marvel Legends three and three quarter last week is that he has two hands that look like they're for holding something, and mm. I just found posing him um, like to, for photos and stuff really awkward because he's got a very neutral facial expression, and then. You know, he's got no, he doesn't have a fist, or I don't know. I just found that I, I don't, I, I'd love to know what the thinking is because certainly they're at the point now where they would have any hand at their disposal. You know, they wouldn't have to do new tooling. Why they think, oh, let's give him a gun hand or a whatever hand when he doesn't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Well, given that we've just had the Walmart exclusive Punisher who didn't come with a gun hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, if, you know, if there's one person that needs one. Yeah. Maybe Gertie, it's, uh, it's that guy. Maybe Gertie is moonlighting as the um, Marvel Legends hand chooser. Mm. Yeah. But I, I think the main be interesting to see what the tool is for it, whether, you know, potentially – because, say, this was the Chameleon Buck and the um, Agent Coulson one and all that, the hand, the gun hands might be in the same cast iron tool as the rest of the suit. So, you know, it could be one cost to no. cast with this hand or it could be, you know, an extra couple of grand to get the ones with those other hands out just to cast that bit of plastic and They'd be cast assembly. separately. They were, like, they'd be cast separately and put together. You can tell they're cast separately anyway because they're different colours, so... Like they've been cast in different colours, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's all I know is this: this suit buck is uh, is copying on flogging. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but hey, I mean, there's the so many. Um, the, the, you know, there's so many characters where it really works for. So that's okay. Like, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think it's just so cool that we got a purple man. Um, yeah. 
Well, the way, you know, I'll certainly be posing him is uh, I think the box art inspires that nicely and you can have one arm up and then uh, use that, that gun hand to make it look like it's uh, adjusting, you know, um, adjusting his cufflink or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or his tie maybe. Yeah, I have it at the base of the tie mm. often, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm not very a very creative action figure poser, so I'm sure yeah. you know, there's ways of doing it. Now, I, I actually think this guy might be the one that only appears in this set. It's going to be either between him or Dreadnought. They did say at San Diego that, you know, they try and at least keep one per set that they don't re-release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're just saying that on the sort of the feedback they were getting from this set, but given that the Purple Man is kind of notorious in his stories, particularly with Alias and um, quite commonly known now with Jessica Jones as doing something quite horrendous and that's kind of the one thing he's known for. I could mm. see this is potentially one that Hasbro might be a bit scared of putting out on a toy aisle shelf and just keeping it to the San Diego box. So I wouldn't be surprised this guy was the one that we just get that one-off one. I'd be kind of surprised to see Dread Knight. Um, well, he would be my other guess there as well. Because he's just yeah, so but he, he could, if there's another, if they do an Iron Man 4 and they're looking for one <laughs> there, could see him well, coming back. Hey. If you think about it on the toy shelves, I think Dreadnought is a little bit more inspiring than a guy in a purple suit. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, if Purple Man does get uh, another go in a uh, Netflix-inspired Marvel Legends wave, then um, if they, you know, do ignore the, uh, the, you know, the moralistic thing, then they might just sculpt a David Tennant head to go with it. Mm. Huh. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, anything, anything else to say about Purple Man before we move on to Dreadnought? No, we just need Purple Girl now. Purple Girl, yeah. yeah. Or the eight orphan kids. <laughs> no. Okay, so I need someone to actually explain this character to me because I don't know where he comes from. Bram Helsing. Bram Helsing. He's a Latverian professor who um, he doesn't uh, really get along with Dr. Doom, uh, got kicked out of Laveria. Uh, for some reason, ended up with Frankenstein's monster. For a bit, he's an Iron Man villain. Uh, and, yeah, Iron Man and uh, Frankenstein teamed up to fight him, and then he just randomly turns up every about 10 years or so for a one-off and yeah. then disappears, but... Kind of classic Iron Man villain. He was in the 90s cartoon show uh, that was a lot of classic. people my age. I, lo- I love how <laughs> 90s is classic now. Yeah, it's oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this guy used to build uh, technology for Doctor Doom but didn't get the uh, respect that he wanted. So mm. he left and became a villain. There you go. As you do. And what... Written by Warren Ellis in the ultimate version quite well, if you yeah. <laughs> Armor Wars. Besides the head sculpt, what is new here? Almost nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's different. Run through. So this, he's um. Oh, and the cape is new, as far as I can tell. I don't think that's anyone's cape. Is it? Uh, no, it's not ringing a bell. It's got that classic feel. Yeah, um, and I think 
all the rest is a cross between Hobgoblin and Baron Zemo. Mm. So he's got Zemo's boots, gloves, uh, like the glove overlay piece and hands and his little, uh, what would you call that skirt? Like half skirt? Tabard. Tabard. He's tabard. And then the chain mail and chest are Hobgoblin pieces. Yeah, look, obviously there's some new stuff here for the upcoming Hobgoblin and Green Goblin. Um, and as you said, you know, it's borrowed some of the Zemo stuff. But uh, I can see those the glove sort of coverings, the things that cover the, the forearms, coming off quite easily. And then obviously that um, where his boots join, you know, the, the scale mail being replaced by sort of new lower legs. And uh, I think they could actually turn out quite a few... Uh, new figures. I was even thinking uh, people like King Cobra, um, who doesn't wear boots, but could just uh, have the new extensions on the bottom of those legs and and uh, would fit quite quickly because that whole belt, which is rather large and chunky with all the pouches and the tabard hanging off, is just a separate piece. And hmm. that would um, that comes off quite easily. And uh, really, this is, uh, this is an easy recipe for a new Black Knight. Uh, figure if they wanted to. In fact, they could even probably do a um, Nathan Garrett Black Knight as well if they wanted to do the original. Mm. Or uh, first appearance Captain America chainmail. Mm. Yeah, I could see <laughs> quite a few figures being. I could, it'd be an easy custom into a demo goblin as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking whether those the the scale mail could um, double as you know actual scales, scales. and yeah. you'll get more members of the Serpent Society. Yeah, down the now, track. Question for you guys: I only just noticed this right before we're about to beginning record. Under his armpits, he has a black stripe going down. On one side, it's full on both the front half of the chest sculpt and the back half of the chest chest. Uh, chest sculpt but on his left side i only have paint running down the front side of his chest sculpt and then on the uh, back of it it's just still that purple wrapping around from his back so he has like a weird where you've got the seam of the mm. two pieces of chest were put together only one side of it's painted on no. his left side it's the other side they're both painted mine are both black they're both even Ah, oh, so it's just yeah, mine. Mine too. So yeah. Gertie went to lunch. Yeah. How weird. Someone had to get a dodgy thing. Yeah. Like I had the oh oh dreadnought down. Um, I had my blaster uh, last year without his belt, so somebody had to. Yeah, yeah. Had to so pick up yeah. the dodgy trophy. I read um, online on Twitter actually. Someone was talking about that they actually their dreadnought has got two left thigh pieces. Oh. I'm like, I don't know how you work that out, actually. And then I'm looking at mine, and I'm like, does mine have two of the thigh pieces? Does it have knock knees? <laughs> like, I, I, I it all seems okay to me. So <laughs> yeah. His legs actually Everything. do look a little bit funny, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping we get some good reuse out of this. And, again, this falls into that um, category of I just I can't believe we've actually got this figure. Yeah. Um, it's uh, pretty amazing, you know, seeing such classic love uh, still in Marvel Legends, um, given that the cinematic universe is driving things so much that yeah. you know, we get this on, on the heels of, of Batrock and Radioactive Man and Tiger Shark and all those yeah. guys. Yeah. And this guy has got all the accessories. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's another new piece. His Lance. I'm certain yeah. I've seen this before. No, nobody's got anything similar to that. But the um, the sword's just Baron Zemo's sword, isn't it? Yeah. But I do like the. There's almost like a black wash over his lance and sword, and mm. give it a nice metallic sort of iron metallic look. I do quite like. Yeah. I, I do like how his belt actually, in addition to all the pouches and stuff like that, has the little piece that allows you to slot the sword in uh, on his side. So it's not quite a scabbard, but it still gives you something to do with the sword if you wanted to pose him with a lance. And uh, I think that's something that Marvel Legends don't normally do particularly well is you know give you somewhere to put uh, the accessories when you're not using them. So that was a nice little touch. I think that's straight off the Zemo figure, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. So, that brings us to the dun, dun, dun. Uh, the Rose Amongst the Thorns, the uh, <laughs> most long-awaited of all of these by far, the Enchantress. Yay! Hooray! Yay. Mm. And she's not terrible. Yay! But, yeah. But this is a Marvel set, and Enchantress is now famous for being a DC character. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is the uh, the Scarlet Witch, is it not? Yep. Yeah. Scarlet Witch with a new head and a skirt piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm. Um, it was actually quite funny. I, I took her out, and uh, I, you know, you know that there's the same two female bucks that are going to get used over and over again, and I quite like this one because it's um, you know, it's a little bit fuller. Uh, and so as I was getting it out, I saw the heels and thought, oh, you know, it's that, those awful um, feet that Scarlet Witch and uh, Emma Frost have. And thought, you know, these stupid figures don't stand. At- oh, she's standing up I, quite comfortably. I oh, actually okay. thought the same thing. I thought, oh, here we go. And then there she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, mine's actually, I actually had to put uh, the Scarlet Witch on a flight stand because um, she was just so uh impossible to to keep standing up but this one stands reasonably well. i don't know that i'll put any long-term faith in the, those tiny little feet but um yeah I, yeah one. mine is not a stander <laughs> yeah i, got I seem to have gotten the dodgy set out of well, mine does have a slightly bit of a loose knee which doesn't help though so yeah. it could be that that's yeah. one of the guys on the My forum uh, who posted um the review of his uh, set on the AP forum said that his enchantress was really hard to stand up. So, obviously, mm. luck of the draw. But I'm glad that mine um, can stand. Um, yeah. And she comes with those, you know, obligatory magic things. Which um, I love the idea of those, but I would just wish that they would clasp a bit harder to the wrist so that you could pose them. Because what I find happening is the little wrist clasp is at the bottom of the design. But then when I put them on, then they just kind of flop down. So it looks like she's wearing these giant unwieldy bracelets, <laughs> not, you know, and particularly with her mine, at least has just got a bit of an expression on her face. Like she's almost rolling her eyes. So when I was trying, mm. when I was trying to do the, um, you know, magic, symbol thing it just looked like man i hate these bracelets because they yeah (laughs) i think uh you know originally when the scarlet witch figure came out uh, i was quite impressed with these um 
accessories, but also the gesturing hands that look like they're spell casting. But I noticed almost every female figure now <laughs> seems to be getting these hands as standard, and so they're starting to lose their, um, I, I guess, their impact because uh, you know even the non-gesturing, like magic or, or energy wielding uh, females, are getting at least one um, just for the sake of it. So. But um, look, moving on to that head sculpt, I'm really happy with how that came out. It doesn't look like it's been fudged, you know, from uh, a couple of other figures or anything. This looks like an enchantress head sculpt through and through. And she's mm. got, uh, you know, that slightly menacing look on her face. She's certainly not yep. just smiling. Nope. Um, she's got that, uh, you know, down-to-business type expression. But um, I was actually quite impressed with some of the paint apps because she's even got uh, green eyeshadow. Mm. Yep. So, which and is that quite looks nice. really good. It's got, yeah, got like I, a like hint of sparkle to it when it catches mm. the light as well, which gives it that real sort of makeup look to it. Yeah, and uh, I think too the the greens. There's enough green here to really contrast nicely. So obviously, um, she's got the green torso uh, in terms of the the clothing, but then the the green on her arms has actually been represented with a, a metallic green instead of a flat green on the body. But then the skirt sort of continues with that. Uh, flat green it's made of that flexible rubbery stuff and it's just a piece that's gone over the top but then the uh, the pattern on her pants slash stockings whatever they are is um, something completely different it's a, a very mm. bright uh green and it's a, a tempo uh which yeah look at is mostly worked this is the um one of the main reasons i never bothered to do a custom of the enchantress is i just did not want to paint this pattern on her legs um, and it's it's worked reasonably well, but I can see some areas where it hasn't quite applied properly, particularly as it gets towards the knees. Yeah, I mean this is this is a design that's um, fraught with you know potential issues. I think they've done a pretty good job of getting it on there, but um, you can definitely see um, a couple of application issues. It's not not terrible by any means. Um, like I said, that the green, I think the the choice of colours here is really nice like the um balance between matte and shiny um as well just kind of gives it a bit more depth um she's got is she a bit taller than scarlet witch or is it the same legs it feels like she's got really long legs but it might just be because uh, this black paint. yeah it's actually a really tall figure if you put okay. this figure against any of the, the the guys she towers over them and mm. you can see that it's really quite awkward when you see emma frost next to cyclops and yeah, yeah, you okay. see the scarlet witch you know in amongst your avengers and she's towering over captain america and while i think the buck is sensational i think they've done a really great job i think they've sort of a, it's a bit of a scale fail mm. i don't mind it too much with enchantress because she's got that asgardian background i sort of always mm. envisage them as being slightly taller Mm, now, I mm. actually really like the um, hair that they've done on her too because it does come out over her back and over one shoulder, but you still get – it's limited, but it is uh, still a fair bit of head movement uh, through yeah. there, and it's got a nice wash to it as well. It has, yeah. Oh, look, she's definitely the standout for me. Um, mm. She's someone I've bemoaned for a long time, but, um, you know, instead of thanking Hasbro, I'm just going to complain and uh, until I get my executioner. so i'll be really interested to see what they do with her in that doctor strange wave um because you know she is not a character that's had lots of different costumes she's got a very distinct iconic look and this is it so Mm, um mm. you know if it's 
they, yeah, I, I, it really would be a bit of a, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to begrudge anyone getting the toys that they want, um, you know, but it, it is pretty unusual to have um, things released so soon. Um, now, is that confirmed or is that still a bit rumour? Uh, I thought it, uh, look, I couldn't no. say for sure. Yeah. It was um, um, all I've seen is kind of fan images of oh okay the wave and, um uh what's her name Tilda Swinton's character and a cartoon picture of the Enchantress added uh, no there was a something someone painted something uh, someone posted something on on Facebook that was a screenshot of a, an inventory system in Hong Kong uh, and that's where a lot of rumours have actually come from I think that's where mm-hmm. the raft box that originated and so they've been pretty bang on in terms of accuracy and that one actually listed the enchantress by name yeah because that's because isn't it coming up as like mystic rivals and yeah that's that's where like now i i'm not saying that it's not going to be the case and i think considering the fact that we have seen so many of these guys potentially coming out soon and there's the rumours of the Sandman and all that. I, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet against it. But it, I mm. think at this point, it is still in the rumour category. It's not a yeah. confirmed yeah. lock-in. So, well, I mean, he's hoping because that frees up a slot for somebody else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you know, clear, clear would be nice. Or I don't know another villain, perhaps. Clear. We'll see. You know, Doctor Druid. Yeah. Oh, Doctor mm. Druid would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, we've um, we've talked about the things that aren't perfect, um, but lest we sound ungrateful, um, you know, it is amazing, I think, that um, Hasbro continues to do what they do, um, and every little win in terms of that kind of obscure character, etc., I think is a huge accomplishment. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hats off to them. And uh, it's it's uh, definitely a, a great time to be a Marvel Legends collector. Um, you know, I, it, for me, it's the sort of thing where, you know, uh, uh, having had that kind of big break between Hasbro and uh, – so Tobias and Hasbro and then – the, the early Hasbro efforts being a bit underwhelming, um, that, you know, it would have been easy to give, pack it in, but um, particularly mm. as I've downsized my action figure collection, but the Legends, something that, you know, definitely cold extras and characters I really don't care about and that sort of thing, but I've held on to the collection and I'm so glad that I did because um, yeah. so, it's so awesome to keep adding to it. It's, it's yep. yeah, how many toy lines are there really left going for that long mm. now and the fact that it even went away and was so popular that it came back is just yeah, credit to it yeah 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 i think um yeah it, it's too too when i because i was going through my legends the other day um just man, in uh, sorting some stuff out in their little storage containers and you know that universe building um, thing which is what I collect for. Um, it's the thing that still really frustrates me about being a DC guy is that, mm. you know, certainly I've, I've had truckloads of DC figures, but um, not that opportunity to really universe build in the way that I would like to because just keep getting different, you know, different weird stuff. And um, I think it's probably too late. Um, 
Yeah. You know, to for that to happen, really. Yeah, especially now with the focus of, uh, you know, icons being a different scale from DC collectibles and also, yeah. um, you know, Maddie are, are going a completely different direction, yeah. being mostly inspired by well, um, the, Maddie's, the new 52. <laughs> yeah, Maddie's also kind of gone well, now too. Yeah, yeah well, well, well that and, too. and I suppose to be fair as well, that like Marvel, while they're definitely making some changes now, like they have had a much more consistent universe um, and, a, and, a, and a shorter-lived one, um, too, than DC and some of the properties that they deal with. So, the you know, the, your idea of what a, you know, DC line needs to do to universe build is a much harder thing to keep people happy with than Marvel. Mm. Um, and uh, you just need to read the uh, DC Universe Classics thread in the Action Figure Blues forum to understand why that's true. Um, the- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, the, uh, yeah, but it is a good time to be a Marvel Legends collector. Any closing remarks? No, loving it. Keep it going, please. Yeah, I, I'm happy with this, uh, way, particularly just for Purple Man and Dreadnought. Like, they're two characters that were on, uh, near the top of my want list, as well as Enchantress, who I think was on everyone's want list. So, uh, it was a great way, even if we got a couple of other figures that we didn't necessarily need, it was worth it for entry cost for those ones. Yeah. I'll yeah, tell you great. what, you know, at the moment, um, hard pressed to put together a top 10, um, with between what's been released and what's been announced in this last year, my Marvel legends top 10 list has, um, has to be completely redone because yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, like yeah. Enchantress. I don't like, struggle to do it top 10 for this year yeah well like in terms of one still to come i mean like so my top 10 list hasn't changed for a long time it's uh, monica rambeau dazzler polaris enchantress you know um and well they're all either done or getting done um so you know moon dragon that's that's one that i really want mm, um mm. that classic classic moon dragon shouldn't be hard um <laughs> she's bald come on how hard can it be guardians next year yeah, uh, yeah, that's classic Guardians. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, and Terry. Yeah, yeah Terry. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a new thing to harp on about though, because I've been harping on about Monica Rambo for ten years. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Tempest. Wow. Tempest. Now in in Marvel, Marvel Legends. Uh. Um, I'm sure I'll find it. Oh, bl- yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> anyway, but I won't find it now. And I'm uh, find you one. We'll find you one. Thanks. And I'll um, let you know next week. <laughs> so that is the end of this segment but also the end of the show this is a bit of a different show we're done a bit less to focus on a few specific things so we're gonna say peace out here um thanks again to john john and adam for um putting together their bits of this so that we could have a show and uh thanks to you gentlemen for joining me for this and now we say goodbye goodbye bye, bye. good journey Good journey. Call your mom. Make sure she's okay. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. 
while you're at actionfigureplease.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you, Adam and John, for um, that great... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that sounded like you're putting down their work. No, I know. I know. Just like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah Thanks can, for so, that, guys. Yeah, so we can definitely yeah. wing it. Yeah, that was pretty... Yeah, okay, whatever. All right. Okay, here we go. Five, I have to follow that up. Four. Three. Four. <laughs>